Our scripture reading for today comes from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 28, verses 16 through 20. It's what's known as the Great Commission. Hear these words of scripture. Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Christy. Like Christy said, those pictures are from, um, so in our series, we're continuing this series that God, what is God like? And it's based off of this children's book by the same title. And the book was written by Rachel Held Evans and Matthew Paul Turner. And last week, we talked about how God is like an artist. And so, so those pictures are pictures that were turned in this past week um, by people showing God's artistry in different ways. And we didn't get through the whole video, and so we can show it um, after the service as well. And um, of course, like everything, it will be on our socials as well. In the beginning pages of this book, we read, what is God like? That is a very big question. One that people from places all around the world have wondered about since the beginning of time. And while nobody has seen all of God, because God is far too big for any of us to fully see, we can know what God is like. And then the book uses images and descriptions found throughout scripture to illustrate what God is like. And we're using this book as a tool to remind us that all throughout our lives, not just when we're little children reading a children's book, but all throughout our lives, we are invited by God to continue to search and to wonder and to learn. What is God like? And today we are reminded that God is like three dancers, graceful and precise. They move to the same music in very different ways, showcasing all of God's elegance and rhythm in your life. Let's pray. Oh God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be pleasing and joyful to you, you who is our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So when I was little, like, I'm talking like toddler age, I was very clumsy. I would stumble and fall and run into things. And so much so that my mom became concerned for my safety. And in order to help me be safe and to grow as a person, she signed me up for dance lessons when I was three years old. And now, I'm still pretty clumsy. I'm really great at running into the door jam on the way through a door or knocking into things. So 
I'm very concerned to think about what it would be without dance. But dance became my thing. At three years old, I danced for 15 years, all the way through elementary, middle school, and high school. And I took classes in ballet, and tap, and jazz, and lyrical, and hip hop, and point. So I, like, I, was, I danced on my tippy toes. And each year, we would have a recital at the end of the year to show off to family and friends all of the different skills that we learned that year. And as we got more advanced in our skills, we were invited to do solos and duets and trios, along with all of the dances that we had for each one of our classes. And the first year that I was invited to do a trio, I felt so very special. My two friends and I would stay after dance class and we would meet with the teacher and we would work for hours, working with her as she helped choreograph all of the different moves and we would practice and practice and practice to the music. And there were times in those dances when all three of us in the trio were dancing the same moves individually on the stage. They all looked a little bit different, but they were the same moves. And then other times during the dance, someone would have a solo, and then the other two people would be kind of backup dancers. And the whole time, though, that we were up there together, moving, when what, what one person did impacted what everyone else did. And yet at the same time, we were separate. We were three different dancers, all moving independently, and yet at the same time, our moves, our bodies, were connected by the music and the dance between us. This is the way that this children book, children's book chooses to describe the Holy Trinity. Three dancers, graceful and precise, moving to the same music in very different ways, showcasing all of God's elegance and rhythm in our lives. And throughout scripture, we see these three dancers, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And we see the ways that they interact with us, creating, redeeming, and sustaining. And then in the New Testament, we see these three dancers, they come together in their movements and in their work. And one of the times that they come together is in Jesus's baptism. In the Gospel of Matthew, it reads, As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. And at that moment, heaven was opened. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. In this scripture, in this story of Jesus' baptism, we see that the, the Spirit descends upon Jesus, and God's voice declares from the heavens, This is my Son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. The three distinct persons of God. Yet they are moving and working and dancing together in the unity of love. Now I want to pause right here and acknowledge that 
um, when I was going up for ordination, I was, I was doing my interviews to become a fully ordained elder in the United Methodist Church. I remember one of the questions that I was asked, I was fresh out of seminary, in there asking these and being interviewed, and the, the person asked me, how would you explain the Trinity to a five-year-old? Because the Trinity is one of those things that is really hard to explain. It doesn't quite make sense. It kind of makes sense, but then not, not so much. And so as I'm talking, I am acknowledging that some of this sounds just like, okay, Pastor Heidi, whatever you say. But we go along with it, right? You're going to come along with me because I'm going somewhere, right? I got a few of you. All right, thank you. I appreciate that. All right, talking back and forth. See, we're in a dance together. We're working together here. Okay, so Michael Reeves, in his book that is called Delighting in the Trinity, he says that, there, that these three movements of God that we see in Jesus' baptism, they are echoes of Genesis and the creation story in Genesis 1. There at the creation, we see the Spirit. And it's hovering over the waters of the deep like a bird. And just as the Spirit in Jesus' baptism sends him out into the wilderness, in Genesis 1, we see the Spirit appearing as the power by which God's word goes out into the world, into that lifeless void to create everything we know and we see. And so in both of these stories, in the work of creation and in the work of bringing out new creation through Jesus at Jesus' baptism, God's word goes out by the Spirit. And so this is something that we see not just one time throughout Scripture, but again and again and again. And we, re we see revealed to us what God is truly like. That the Spirit is the one through whom the Father loves and blesses and empowers the Son. And the Son is the one who goes out from the, from the Father by the Spirit. This three-in-one, life-giving and receiving love through the Spirit is God that has been present throughout all of time, from the beginning of creation, from before time even existed, until now and forever. And yet this, this idea of the Trinity, this three-in-one, this unified community of distinct persons who are the one God, it is so difficult for us to understand. How can one equal three? Mrs. Abel, I asked Mr. Abel in the first service, Mrs. Abel, you are a math teacher, all right? You're going to start tomorrow, you're going to teach fifth graders math. What is one plus one plus one? What? It's three. No, it's not. No. It's one. And that's what I call, that's why I call it Jesus math, because it doesn't actually, it doesn't mathematically compute to our logical brains. One plus one plus one equals one, right? It's, this is the prime example of trying to describe this unlimited God with our limited 
vocabulary. The Trinity is one of those, those concepts that I think I understand. I think that I can have a grasp on it, and then I'm like, okay, this is how we understand the Trinity. And then as soon as the words come out of my mouth, they get all tangled up, and they make absolutely no sense to me or the people that I'm talking to. It happens over and over again. Because God surpasses all of the material. God is beyond our comprehension. And so in today's scripture, there is, there's that line that says, Jesus went to his disciples and some doubted. Well, there is, there's some room for doubt in this idea of the Trinity because it just doesn't fully compute. But this understanding of God, it's worth the struggle to work through. Because it isn't just this theoretical thing that church people talk about. The Trinity is this invitation to participate in relationship with God. In today's scripture, Jesus came to his disciples, and he says to his disciples, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. And then Jesus says, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So in essence, the Father loves the Son. And so the Father sends out the Son through the power of the Spirit so that we can be invited then into this family of love. That's the Trinity. And then... Jesus sends us out, sends the disciples out to then extend that invitation to others, to continue to grow this family of love that we see begun in the Trinity. Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. The power of the Spirit is with us as we go into the world to love as God loves. Because truly loving others means that we must overcome our otherness. We must seek true unity with them. Seek this mutual well-being that isn't so much concerned with the, you are there, there's Michaela right there, and here is Pastor Heidi right here. But it's not concerned with that. This love is concerned with us and this community. When I danced in those, those trios in high school, we couldn't just worry about ourselves. We had to care about the other dancers, that they were healthy and strong and confident in themselves so that they would do a good job. We had to be committed not just to ourselves and to how we looked, but to the whole and how we looked together. And we had to trust that the other people cared about and were committed to the dance just as much as we were. And so when the music started, we had to allow all of our teenage disagreements to simply melt away and to focus on our care and our commitment, our love for one another. That's the only way we could successfully dance together. And that's what we see 
and what we're taught in the Trinity. That more important than where one person ends and another begins, whether that's trying to understand, okay, there's a God the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and then there's one, but there are three, and all of that. Rather than all of those details, or all the details of, wait, where are you and where am I, and how, how are we separate and different? Rather than focusing on those things, we focus on the love between one another. The love that holds us together, that power of the Holy Spirit that will be with us always. God is like three dancers, graceful and precise. They move to the same music in very different ways, showcasing all of God's elegance and rhythm in our lives. So as you move throughout this week, whether you are walking or sashaying or pirouetting or whatever you are doing, I invite you to look for the ways that God is calling you to join in this dance of unconditional love that we are invited into with God. Let us pray. God, you hold within you, throughout you, so many mysteries that are beautiful and wonderful and frustrating and lovely all at the same time. God, help us to see where you are calling us, where we might partner with you in this dance so that your world might know of your unconditional love. Oh God, we pray these things in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. As the worship band comes forward, I do want to invite those online to share any prayers at prayer at brexelumc.com or by texting or the comments on Facebook and let us stand in body or in spirit and let us sing together.
quite a few prayers that have come through. First, um, I do want to share, I think this is a, an appropriate moment to share. So before our service, um, between the two services this morning, we had a church conference to vote on um, move, whether or not to move to our, our governance structure of our church, the leadership structure of our church, to a simplified accountable structure. It's a lot of big words. Um, the in, we had the vote, and it, um, the motion carried with 87% um, voting for the vote um, to move towards a simplified accountable structure. So um, I, that means that we'll be um, talking about how we can focus more on our vision and our ministry um, in the months to come, and then that will go into effect in January. Um, but I do thank the membership of the church for their questions and conversations and for voting and for making your voice um, heard. And so um, also, uh, Brian Miller asked for prayers for Olivia, who is getting induced this evening, um, and they are going to welcome their first child. So that is exciting. 
And then Taylor asked for prayers for uh, Ron, who was just diagnosed with cancer, and for her grandpa, who is celebrating his 80th birthday. And Kathy asked for joyful prayers for her dad, Bill, who, as he heads home from rehab on Tuesday, and continued prayers for all of his caregivers. And Linda asked for prayers of continued healing for Bev and for energy and strength for Marilyn as she supports her sister. Um, Bev had a couple of strokes um, months ago now, I think. I, I lose track of time, but um, these flowers, our altar flowers for today, are from Bev and Marilyn as a thank you to our church congregation for all of the love and the support that they have felt. Um, so that um, I, and I am also grateful as I share about Russ um, healing from his first and secondary burns that he had from um, an accident at the restaurant. Um, the, the cards have just been so fun. Like you guys, it's not even just like regular, like get well soon. It's like, they're just funny cards and they just match Russ. And that's just, that's just, that's going above and beyond, above and beyond. And so I just, it speaks to who this church is. Um, Shelly asked for prayers for the family of Allie who passed away of cancer yesterday, as well as prayers for Kathy who's suffering a vertigo. And Janine asked for prayers for the leadership of this church and for the support and love of the congregation. And Sharon asked for prayers for her husband, Roger, who is having hip surgery on Thursday. And Mark asked for prayers for Denise um, for her upcoming surgery. And Marla asked for prayers for Rich and Linda as they transition to a new normal, um, living in a higher level of care for her dementia and prayers for Steve as he recovers from a brain injury. And Diane asked for prayers for her mother's health, um, for Phyllis. And Sue Ellenberger asked for tr safe travels for relatives returning home to Connecticut and for Bill E. as he begins treatment for lymphoma. We know that God hears all of these prayers as, all, as well as the multitude that lay on our hearts. So let us go to our Lord now. Oh God, you are the Lord of mysteries. And we admit that sometimes we confuse ourselves when we try to fit your limitlessness, your works and your love into our limited language. And yet we know, oh God, that what matters is that before the beginning of time, you were here. And you offered love and creative wisdom and created all that there is. And you have been with us and shown us more clearly your nature and your love through the person and the ministry of Jesus. And you and your Holy Spirit offer as our guardian and our guide faithfully with us each and every one of our days. Oh God, we know that your love for us is full and complete and beautiful and big enough for all of your creation to have an unlimited amount. And yet we try to keep it to ourselves. And so God, help us. Help us to love like you. 
to share your unconditional love with each and every person that we meet and welcome each person as your beloved community. Give us opportunities to share our witness and to serve on your behalf, to bring healing and restoration in your name. Oh God, we ask these things in the name of our creator, our redeemer, and our sustainer. And we pray together the prayer that Jesus taught so long ago. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespassed against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. The last thing we do each Sunday is to remind ourselves that church doesn't end here, but it goes with us into the world, into our daily lives, and, and God is with us to do the work of the church. And so a few ways that you can do that in the coming weeks are tomorrow we have a sewing group that is meeting at 6 o'clock in room 301 to make walker bags. And so you're in invited to come and to sew no matter what your level of experience. And you can come, you can, if you don't know how to sew, you can cut fabric. I've, I've heard that's pretty simple, right? Um, and cut six o'clock to help with that. And then we also are putting together groups for the Good Grub Social Club. And so these are opportunities to gather with seven other people in our church community and go to dinner or have dinner together four times throughout the year. They're ways to joyfully gather to get to know other people in our church. And so I encourage you to sign up. I was looking at the groups and the people are just so I want to be in all of the groups. It'll be just so much fun. So I, I think everybody should sign up and you get to know all the wonderful people and we'll work very hard to to partner together wonderful people and wonderful people and then wonderful people and wonderful people, and it'll just be a great time. Uh, and then also, if you have liked this worship service, this worship series of what is God like, if that's interesting to you, and you are seventh, eighth, ninth grade, you should come to confirmation. Confirmation is where we learn about what is the Trinity, who is God, uh, what is the Book of Discipline. What does it mean to be a United Methodist and a disciple and a follower of Jesus? Uh, and all of those questions. It's a place to ask questions and to wonder together. Adults, if you are liking this stuff and you want to ask questions, you should join our membership class, whether in our basic beliefs class, whether you are a member or not. That's where we do that. Oh, look, Melanie even came up with a slide. Good job, Melanie. She's reading my mind. Uh, and, but we love to grow and learn together. And so you can join confirmation if you're that age, or if you know somebody in your life who needs, who's just asking those questions, invite them to come and talk to me or Dana, or if you would like to participate, you can join in this way as well. And then finally, save the date for our fall kickoff, 
which is on September 10th. It'll be directly following this service. About this time, we will gather together and we will, um, ha I don't, what are we doing? We're doing the Kona Ice, we're doing a bounce house, we're doing yard games, we're doing um, family pictures, we're having a food by Saroj and Carlos, it'll be yummy. Um, if it's not, then we get to yell at Russ about it. And um, we need lots and lots of help for this. And so if you'd like to sign up to help in little ways, big ways, you can use the sign up genius that's on bumclinks.com and you can help us out with this. Um, and it's just a fun way to gather together after we've been apart and going our different ways over the summer to come and kind of settle in and get ready for ministry for the fall. So with that, let us receive our benediction so that we can go and do God's good work. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and grant you peace. Go in peace and not in pieces. Amen. Let us stand and sing together.
all for joining us. I hope you have a wonderful week.